So I'll be working on an intro and an extro. You know, you know. What? Oh, that was how I was getting myself going today. This is Twig. Coming in here to chat with you on my Twig's SE Reflection podcast. Made for SE practitioners, students, folks working with other people in the interpersonal healing traditions. Sitting across, making an impression, helping people feel better. Episode 21 today, who would have thought? Let's see what happens next. Whoa, this intro might be about time to make this shorter. Yeah, probably going to make this shorter. Here's something I don't get to talk about every day, but I often think this, this should be talked about more often. Door etiquette. Door etiquette. Hmm. How we meet and greet, and then also, more importantly for this conversation, actually, how we say goodbye to our clients as they're leaving our offices. Now to head in this direction, I think maybe we lean on table etiquette which is something that's talked about in bodywork training, or at least in some bodywork training. You'll get this little lesson or set of lessons on table etiquette. becomes more important when we're doing sensitive touch kind of, or informed touch kind of bodywork, cranial sacral, myofascial release, slow quality listening type work. Because we're really trying to get a person's system to drop in onto the table in a certain kind of way. But really, even with Swedish or classical massage, if you bump the table with your hip in the midst of your session, it's bad form. It's poor etiquette. It startles a person who is in a supine or prone position. When a person is laying down and they have the structure, the table that they're laying on, get wiggled or bumped, hmm. That don't feel no good. That don't feel no good at all. So we try not to do it. And when you're new to the bodywork fields, you have to you have to kind of get the lesson about that. Some people just have an intuitive sense of how they're going to move around somebody else who's laying down. But a lot of us, you know, we've got a job to do and we're learning things. And so we bump the table and then you have a teacher comes over and says, hey, don't bump the table. Have some good table etiquette here. Also true with moving around chairs. When you have a person who's laying down and you're moving the chair around their table, the amount of noise, the speed, the pattern of your movement, if it's startling, that stuff reverberates up through the table. It it penetrates people easier because of their kind of open position, you know? They're more, hmm, okay. You're laying down. Your organism sees yourself in a more vulnerable situation. The practitioner wants to take into account that vulnerability and not trigger anything unnecessarily because we say roll the chair too close to the table or too quickly or we make a loud noise with the chair as we're moving it. We want to be on guard for those kinds of things with good table etiquette. Peter Levine says a nice thing that fits in the category of table etiquette where he talks about 
being seated, you, the practitioner, already sitting down in your chair before your client goes either onto the table or especially from a seated position on the table to a laying down position so that you're not holding the, you know, the scale of authority or dominance or over thou kind of thing and you're more at a, a more neutral, less provocative level or posture or difference in position. Important, a very, very important concept so that when you're inviting somebody down into that vulnerable, more vulnerable setting, you're not causing, unconsciously causing a reaction from their organism that puts them a little bit more on the defensive toward, ooh, what's happening here with this organism, this other being on top of me. So you go ahead and sit down first and you move around the table without standing right up above the client and reestablishing that dominance hierarchy, which you're not looking for in our kinds of sessions. So table etiquette, that plays out in lots of different ways. Same with chair etiquette in our sessions. There's one thing that happens as practitioners are kind of getting to know the idea of supporting their clients having more of the sense of safety and felt sense relationship with the environment that says, hey, I like this, this is good enough for me, this works for me. And so one thing that practitioners do is we, we start looking for the ideal distance, my eye and Aikido, the sense of the right amount of distance from our you know, companion in this case. And so when we're sitting down, we're often looking for like, how close or how far should I be? And when we're getting to know how to do that, how to judge that, we sometimes actually ask, how is this distance for you? Should I come closer? Should I be a little bit further? It's cool. It happens. We do that. It's a learning opportunity. I don't know. As the client, does it get a little strange to have that question all the time? I guess so. My imagination is, hmm, really? But nevertheless, it's important to figure out that being too close, hmm, not so comfortable for people. Being too far, hmm, a little too distant, a little too distracted, little bit too much, I don't care. There is a just right distance. And whether or not you find that distance by asking or simply by testing, you sit down, you look and observe how it is your client feels in relationship to the distance you've chosen. You scoot your chair a little bit closer forward. You see if they settle more or if they slightly bristle more, in which case you move your chair back a little bit and you Watch a little bit more behind the scenes of your influence on them. Hmm. Either way, however you come to respecting the right distance or finding that right distance, there's a chair etiquette kind of thing that happens where, you know, whether or not it's more transparent or less transparent, there is a certain range where it feels better for you to be sitting at that distance than closer than that or farther from that. Well, one of the things that that I think maybe we need to remember too then is that how we close the door, how we see our clients out, also how we invite them in through the door matters. That that would be conveying some kind of signal or it would have signals inside of it. And since we're trying to be attentive of what kind of signals we provide for our clients, maybe particularly at that transition from inside of our space to outside of our space, we want to have some awareness 
of how it is we allow clients to make that transition. Now, one of the places that I see this happen in in cities, when I've consulted in cities and I've I've sat in with with practitioners in their offices and I've I've you know kind of I have this thing where I'll sometimes work with their clients with them in the room and then they'll see what I would do and then we'll you know be meeting and greeting the clients together and there'll be sometimes a tendency for the practitioner particularly in a faster paced place for the practitioner to somehow close the door pretty quick after the client has left the room clients moved off into the hall and the door closes somehow fairly quickly or maybe I could say fairly quickly for my taste now I've seen this so often that I have to think oh this is maybe like a thing where when a session's done practitioners think oh the session's done at the threshold of the door and so when the client has passed that threshold of the door there's a certain kind of turning off or quickening of the pace and the attentiveness for that client is somehow hmm, somewhat abruptly enclosed. Well, I just have this thought. It's a little bit like saying but. You know the word but in sessions? It's something that I'm always trying to hmm, decrease, do less, say less, use less. The word but. You listen to somebody, they say something, you say yeah, yeah, but... And then you say something else. Even if you say, yes, that's really interesting, but then there's also this. Just putting the word but in there gives, for a lot of people, the real sense of negation of whatever I just said is in nowhere near as important as whatever you're about to say on the other side of the but. So that even if we're saying 20 minutes before the end of the session, oh, sure, Twig, just let that go as far as it wants to go. Just Take all the time you need for that. Oh, just let that freeze last and feel as long as it possibly needs to feel. Oh, we just take all the time we need for that. Even if we give this grand sense of spaciousness through the length of the session, and then we get to the end at the door, and then the door closes with this quick click. It's a little bit like saying, yeah, but get out of here. And I know that's not what we mean to do. Not at all. And yet I often think that that's maybe what people unconsciously feel is that little click right behind their back, which might take from that more open and, you know, open space that people have, might uh, just give a little bit more impact that we might not actually be looking for. So I think that there's a fairly easy way to address this, just to linger in the closing of the door. Uh, that's all it is, is just to linger in the closing of the door. That that rather than the door closing in two seconds, as our client makes their way down the hall, we make something of a concerted effort, in fact, I think it might take that, to slowly close the door over five, six, eight seconds with the particular intention, I'll say, that anybody who was listening could hear that we are closing the door with caution with attention, with respect, rather than simply the click of the, that's done. There are lots of other places in our sessions and our contact with our clients where we're either abrupt or we make too quick a sound or we, we jar something unnecessarily where a little bit of attention could help us to move smoother around that and not cause quite so much friction or 
cause quite that ooh little bristle that might not need to happen. How we say goodbye to our clients, how we close the door, how we help signify with that click, that closure that we say, hey, nice to have you here. Looking forward to seeing you again sometime. This door will open as easily as that from which I just closed it. And I hope it will. Oh, it's that little sound of completion that tells us we're going to be closing this door soon. It's a nice thing about podcasts, though. This little recording you're listening to. It's like the door's always open. It'll close, but you can open it right back up again. Just backtrack to an earlier episode. Jump forward again. Jump back again. Wait for the next one to come out. I'll be back, Twig. Twig's SE Reflections. You can see me on liberationispossible.org backslash SE Reflections. Get up, get up. See you later, Gator. Get up, get up. Get up Bye. Get up.